We are here, Jonathan and I. Yeah. To, uh, again. To kind of, to, again. Have we been here before? No, uh-uh, no. but I just okay. like to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to uh, I, I don't know if it'd be to celebrate, that'd be the wrong word, or to commemorate, but just to kind of yeah. launch you into your next chapter. Yeah. So, so let, let's just do a few kind of quick get to know you questions. Yeah. So, dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really happy about that. And uh, Eagles or Steelers? Eagles. Yeah? Yeah. My grandson's all, a big Eagles fan. So all I got, your life, I got, Eagles? No, all my no. life, Browns. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm a little weird because I like Browns, the Browns, I like the Steelers, and I like the Eagles, but, you know, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon right now. Yeah, that's right cool. Now. That's cool. Yeah. Favorite movie? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, really? Oh, yeah. When's the last time you watched it? I watch it every. We watch it once a year, and we watch it at the state theater. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we go to Cozy Thai for dinner. We should take a couple couples with us, couple couples, um, and then we go watch the movie. Yeah, so it's yeah. We've watched it every year since we were. So why is that your favorite? It's an amazing movie because it was gosh, nineteen forty-seven, I think. It and it's. You know, like the, there's a scene in it where Jimmy Stewart um, is praying in the bar, and in that scene, he's he's like I've read interviews with him. He was actually he was he was a believer. He's a follower of Jesus, and he was he was praying for the world, like in that actually not, in not that just scene. fake, but he not was, just fake. He he as was he was doing yeah, the movie praying yeah. for it. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, it's really moving. And of course, the end of the movie when they all get together and they help help him out is like there's a sense of community there yeah. that really is amazing. Yeah. And there's a sense of neighboring. So all his yeah. neighbors get together at the end and they they you know bail him out of jail yeah. and they give him the twenty thousand dollars that he needs to. Yeah, good moving. Yeah, good so yeah, that's good. Good reason. So so uh, we we've known each other. For quite a while, right? I mean, I, I kind of remember back to the barn and stuff yeah. going on, but yeah, youth ministry. But you've been you've been in town for uh, a while, um, and so you've known Calvary a little bit, but this last year or so, a little bit more. So, what's your favorite part of Calvary? So, I think my favorite part of Calvary is the idea that, and I think this is really coming from your heart, is Calvary, uh, more than any other church that I know, has lived with an open hand to our community. And I love that about Calvary. We have not scripted these questions, by the way. These are just... (laughs) Except for the first four. Except for the first four. (laughs) (laughs) And and now here's the most important question. Okay. I've, I've never seen you wear a sweater vest. I've obviously made very little impact upon you. Why? Why no sweater vest? Years ago, I made a deal with God never to wear a sweater. <laughs> and you've been able to keep that That's deal. Right. That's good. Yeah. So so to kind of get into the reason why, so yeah. so probably, I, I don't know what it is now, a few weeks from now, right. you're, you're going to be in surgery, getting yeah. your second knee worked on, because you weren't tough enough like Lynn to get both oh done goodness. at the same time. <laughs> I'm so jealous of Lynn. So, so but, but beyond that... Yeah. Tell us, like six months from now, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, so one of the things that I that we're doing is that um, I'm going to be um, working with other churches around the country, um, doing consulting with Front Air Mission. Yeah. So Front Air Mission is becoming a five hundred one c three, 
and we have a book coming out. Um, hopefully, it'll be out in January. Um, that's that's the goal. It's it's in the final editing processes, and it will be laid out and and um, printed. So we're we're excited and about coming that. out when. Um, my hopefully, I don't want to say date, but <laughs> January nineteenth. <laughs> but I want to say, yeah, that would be the goal. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, so that's yeah. So that's a lot of what I'll be doing and taking a lot of the principles really that you that you originated here and sharing it with churches all around the country. Um, so 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 tell us a little bit, Jonathan, about your journey. I mean, the journey of loving your neighbors and and being kind of that externally focused person in your neighborhood and 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 in a lot of places. Um. I mean that goes longer than just front yard mission, right? You know, so yeah. just kind of step back a, a little further yeah. and just tell us a little bit about the journey that that has caused this to become a passion for you, even to the point of saying, "Hey, I'm going to give up a salary at Calvary and right. kind of go out and." I don't know how this. far back you want me to go, Dan, but but I can tell you that the roots of this started started with my mother, yeah, that's good. Um, and 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 my father really they were uh, they were catalysts in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm um for community and that's the, and they weren't believers then i i got to see them later on in life they they both came to christ and i got to see them baptized as a as a pastor um and but they loved they loved people really well um and so they would have often have get togethers with we lived on our front porch um everyone was welcomed into our house and they taught me that our neighbors were our best friends and our neighbors were our first responders and our neighbors parented us almost as much, maybe even better than they parented <laughs> us. But, you know, we lived in this community. Yeah. So that has never been lost on me. And uh, that piece of it, loving loving uh, our, our neighbor. Um, you know, I was a youth pastor and worship leader for, for years, I think like 14 or 15 years, I'm still a worship leader. But um, then I went into, like, the next kind of period era of my life was being a church planter. So I planted a few churches in the area uh, from 2003 to 2020. And then I I really felt like in 2017, I read a scripture, Acts 17, 26 through 27, talks about how God had determined the times and the places where we would live so that men might reach out to him and perhaps find him. That I I realized I had done an okay job, put some air quotes around that as a church planter, youth pastor. You know, I've seen fruit, fruitful ministry. Yeah. I had done a good job um, with my vocation, but I had not done a great job with my location mm. where I lived, yeah. and I was really convinced that God was calling me to a place of moving out of pastoral ministry into helping equip our country specifically um, into loving God and loving neighbor. So in a few years ago, I came to you and I knew Calvary had a big heart for our mission was already going here. And I came to, came to you and asked, Hey, would you consider hiring me to, um, be your front air mission guy and to to help catalyze neighboring here even more? So that's, that's my story. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, one of the things that occurs to me, Jonathan, as you're sharing that is, so we do this thing at Calvary. You've maybe done it. I, I don't know if you have or not, but um, called the Post-it Note Timeline. Yeah. So so we do that, and you kind of look at your defining moments, the way God is shaping you. And so your parents 
were part of that for sure. shaping even before you knew what yeah. even before they knew what front yard mission would ever be or could be or or whatever. But just that idea, loving your neighbor, seeing your parents at work, and and that's that's part of what was shaped me too. But yeah. you know, it's it's kind of fascinating. I I think. If loving our neighbors is something that God thinks is, you know, second greatest commandment, Jesus right. says, love God, love your neighbor like you love yourself. If if that's way up there, then probably each and every person, every person listening, you, me, our families, our wives, even unbelieving parents, yeah. you know, um, there's there's been shaping that God has been doing all through life to help us be better neighbors. Right. Help us love our neighbors. I mean, I just think yeah. I think for anybody listening to kind of think back over your life and say, where are the places where God has pushed me, shaped me, convicted me, yeah. like like you with that kind of hey, I, I I've done a good job in the church, but maybe not with my location. But are there are there any other places like that that you look at and say, man, I I can see God over time, like my parents was using this, that, and the other thing to shape me to be passionate about loving my neighbors and and being able to love my neighbors, stuff like that. Yeah. Um well I I think I think back to um when I lived um like when I first came to know Jesus, I lived in a dormitory like everybody yeah. does, right? Yeah. Like when you're in college. And um I the community that we built with other believers mm-hmm. was really strong there. I, I'd have, I'd you were been a Christian a, at that time. I I was a, had been a Christian for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, and um, so just those neighbors that I lived with, we started seeing people come to know Jesus. Um, I had a lot of zeal, but not a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And sometimes that's okay. Um, that's how God shapes us. Might and still be true. It, yeah, yeah, that's right. It might still be true. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think that was like a big shaping moment too. Um, early on, you know, I building, you know, community's always been a big part of what I do and and who God's who God has made me to be. So I think that was probably one of those seminal moments too. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's good to I mean that's something that anybody can do who's listening to just yeah. stop and say, Okay, let, let me let me think back. Where are the places where God has put me in a spot where God has given me a conviction or a promise or shaped my heart in such a way, yeah. you know, that, that that passion begins to grow for loving our neighbor. Yeah, in the book, um in the book I talk about this other moment that totally escaped me and it even escaped me while we're talking about now and was like how I became a Christian yeah. was through a neighbor. A neighbor led me to Christ. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to Philadelphia to play baseball during my freshman and sophomore year. In um, college. Yeah, in college, yeah. yeah. Um, and I took a book with me that someone had sent to me as a joke. Um, it was a book by Bill Bright called The Power for Living. And all these like, Christian. They sent it to you as a joke, so it wasn't like somebody trying to witness. So to my you. my roommate in college, I <clears throat> I roomed with all these baseball players, and we were 
we were getting high one night and we were watching television and uh, this You mean act- like you were climbing a ladder? Yeah, I was <laughs> way up there <laughs> touching the ceiling <laughs> watching television. It was a great moment. Getting um, high. Getting high, uh, high in life and other things. And um so we were watching this uh, TV show and this book came on and we were we were making fun of it. Ah, interesting. It was about these Christians and they had the four spiritual laws. So yeah, he, yeah. so as a joke, I, unbeknownst to me, he wrote the number down to call and he sent it to me as a joke. So I took this book with uh, with me. It's the only book I took with me, I think, out to and so I I lived with my aunt and my uncle and across the street, the neighbors kept inviting me over for dinner every night. So I'd go over there and. Um, have dinner with them and then uh started reading this book and i realized you know they would like pray for me every night i'm like oh man like and i and i kind of like like these people because they were just so generous to me they loved me i was a punk kid and and i was reading this book and i read the four spiritual laws i realized although i was very catholic i was also very lost Mm. um and so it was the easiest conversion in the history of Christianity next to the Ethiopian eunuch. And so I ran across the street. I was just this 19-year-old kid crying, and I just I, I knocked on the door. They opened the door, and I just said, I need Jesus. Wow. Show me how. And this old lady, Aunt Carrie, took me by the hand. I called her Aunt Carrie. She wasn't really my aunt. Took me by the hand. She, we knelt at the couch, and we prayed, and God radically changed my life at, at that moment. The funny thing was, like later on, years later, I wanted to take Susie to meet this, like this most important woman in my life who led me to Jesus, Aunt Carrie. Aunt Carrie, yeah. and she was in a nursing home, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I like, I'm there and I see her and I'm just like holding her. I'm just like crying. I'm a crier, and I'm just crying. And I said, "Thank you, Aunt Carrie. You changed my life." And and I just wanted to introduce you to my wife and I'm just holding her so tightly and she pushes me back and she just says who are you (laughs) was was she I thought at first I meant nothing to her (laughs) but I realized she had Alzheimer's a little bit of dementia yeah Yeah. but yeah yeah, so like a neighbor led me to Christ so you know wasn't until I started writing the book that I'm like pieced that together it's weird yeah yeah and and I, I honestly, I would say each and every one of us have moments because this is so important to God and so important yeah. to Jesus that that we go on the mission to love our neighbors. That it's, right. it's just part of what we do that I really believe each and every one of us can probably look back. I mean, my my parents, we lived, lived out in the country in South Dakota. My my parents, you know, we we drove miles and miles to pick up kids in our station yeah. wagon to take them to church. I mean, that was just... That was what my parents did, and, and yeah. they were they were neighbors to everybody. And and now living in Sioux Falls, they they do an awesome job of of pastoring their neighborhood. And so, but but there's other spots, just like you're saying, whether yeah. whether it's somebody who you know a neighbor led you to the Lord or or something else. Yeah. This is so much on the heart of God, right? That if we look for it, we can see the places where God has been shaping us to be front yard yeah. missionaries. Yeah. I really believe that. So so what are what are some of the uh, you know, not not. I wouldn't say parting. I, I'm I'm still eager to have you. You know, keep helping us lead yeah. the charge here at Calvary yeah. and in State College. You know, not just all over the United yeah. States, but but what are some of the you know uh, 
I'll, I'll use the word parting, parting challenges that, that you would have for anybody listening when it comes to front yard missions? Yeah, I would say um, the first thing is um, that front yard mission is prayer. Yeah. You know, like we talk about that a lot. Pray but first. Yeah, that, you know, it's not the thing that, um, like, we, we love our neighbor, <clears throat> invite our neighbor. Those are those are really important. But if we're not praying, we're not yeah. doing prayer on mission. Yeah. Because we're inviting God into that work. Right, yeah. You know? And I don't know about you, but I, Jonathan Weibel has not created a lot of moments in eternity, mm-hmm. you know, apart from God. Yeah. Yeah. When I say not a lot, I mean zero. Yeah, right. Um, and so I think that would be the challenge is to keep praying for our neighbors, keep specifically praying. There's God is doing 10,000 things behind the scene that we don't even yeah. recognize. Um, and sometimes we don't find out about it till later. Yeah. But, you know, like like with my neighbors, like I've been praying for these next door neighbors and then I find out they've been, you know, like attending gun life. Yeah. Which has been cool, yeah. and yeah, so that's been been great. So yeah, I would say pray, pray first. That's not just a nice little saying; it's yeah. it's the truth. My my, before you go on, my my favorite prayer in all of Scripture is Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one. You know, God, Paul prays that we would yeah. be strengthened with the power of His Spirit and and experience the love of Christ and be filled with all the fullness that comes from God. And then at you know that kind of famous piece, at least for me, right. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more yeah. abundantly beyond what you've ever asked for or can even imagine, um, to him be the glory in the church. And and I, honestly, I think for a lot of years I've I've kind of had this this sense that this belief that yes, God can do more than I can imagine. Don't hands down, yeah. believe it with all my heart. Don't doubt it whatsoever. But I think the part where I've struggled is. God can do more than I can imagine, but will he do more right. than I can imagine? And and I, I had an experience, you know, not that long ago in talking to someone, and he was, you know, detailing one of these God stories where it was like, you know, this happened. We didn't even know that was happening. And then yeah, this right, happened. Right. And, and I, I just, I, I started saying to myself as a result of that story, not only can God do more than we can imagine, he will do more than we can imagine. And not only will he, but right now at this very moment, he is doing more than we can imagine, right. and and I just think that that reminded me of that when you when you said that that there's stuff behind the scenes that and, and sometimes when we pray it's him responding to us, but sometimes when we pray it's just him opening up our eyes to see yeah. what he's what he's already doing. Yeah. What that. else? Um, I would also say the another thing would be um, if you're not loving your neighbor. Um, if you're not praying for and loving your neighbor, I would just say, what are you doing? You know, Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God. The second was like it, to love our neighbor as ourself. That should be our playbook. That's, that's what, what, yeah, that's, that's how we breathe in. That's how we breathe out, you know, as Christians. So, um, yeah, so great was, commandment and great commission. That's we were right. talking the that's other day, right. and you know, you brought both of those up: love God, love your neighbor, and introduce people to Jesus. Yeah. Help them learn to follow Jesus. Yeah, and the inter- I think one of the interesting things. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dan, because you know I'm just a simple man, and you are a Bible scholar. Yeah. Um, but 
in in Matthew twenty eight, you know, nineteen, um, go into all the world yeah. really means as you are going. As you are going. Yeah. yeah. So as Absolutely. you are going about your life, as you are doing life, yeah. make disciples. Yeah. So that's that's really yeah. important. Wherever you're at, as you're yeah. going, wherever you're at in the world, make disciples. Yeah. I, and and hopefully it's there's a little bit of it being natural to yeah. us. Um and if not, what do you say? The, you know, there's a lot of good things on the other side of awkward, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. So how can we pray for you, Jonathan? Uh so by the time this video will come out, I'll have already been two weeks into uh my recovery of my knee surgery. Yeah. So yeah, if you think of me, church, um pray. I am no Lynn Nold. Yeah. Um so hopefully pray the, for this recovery. The recovery, the book that's coming out. Yeah. You know, we wanna The name of it is the is, book? Uh Front Air Mission. Yep. Really creative. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- those are two big things. And, um, yeah, so just that we're making an impact. And yeah. this is this is me as a missionary of Calvary. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah. so. Well, let yeah. me pray for you. Yeah. Close. Father, thank you for the ways that you shape us um, over time to be people who can love you and, and people who can love our neighbors and people who can... Um, really help people meet Jesus. And and God, thank you for the heart that you've given Jonathan over the course of a long time, over the course of decades, a heart for you, a heart for people, um, going all the way back to his parents even before they were believers and, and what was being instilled in him. God, the, the role that parents have um, is immense and, and of so much value. And so we thank you for um, his parents and parents all over Calvary mm-hmm. and what they're um, passing on to their kids right now. God, thank you for um, his neighbor um, who was there for him in, in a time where he just needed to know who are you and and how do I find you and how do I be your kid and, and all that kind of stuff. God, thank you for their prayers for him over time. And uh, God, thank you for the stuff that you've put on his heart, his passion for equipping others to be front yard missionaries. God, I, I pray for we pray for favor on, mm-hmm. on the book and favor on um, places for him to connect with churches and, and communities that have a desire to see um, a move of God um, rise up in our, our neighborhoods. And, and God, would you give him favor there? Would you provide for him as he kind of takes a step of faith mm-hmm. out, out and away from um, what he's been doing at Calvary to kind of expand that? God, would you continue to show yourself faithful to him. And, and, and ultimately, God, what we all want to see is just the fruit of people loving you and loving their neighbors and, and introducing people to Jesus. So, God, thank you. Thank you for this time. And uh, God, I pray, um, even, even now, kind of praying into the future that mm-hmm. you, you would uh, uh, bring him to recovery with his knees and all that's going on there. And God, we just thank you for him. Thank you for him and Susie and, and uh, their their uh, uh, life and, and what they're doing in their neighborhoods and at Calvary and what they'll continue to do in other churches around the country. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.